Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello there, you beautiful, wonderful, complete incredible, amazing, spectacular human. It is so great to be with you today. And if there is any part of your conscious mind that resisted any of those compliments, get out of here. Be nice to yourself. You're awesome. We all don't know what's going on and we're all incomplete. We're all being mean to ourselves sometimes. So ideally, you're not. Ideally, you're one of the few who are loving, kind, and compassionate to yourself always. If you are, that's incredible. I appreciate you for doing that. And that's what we are We are hoping to do. We are back here again. Um, I hope that you're having a cr- an amazing day. We have part two with Native American elder David Lone Bear Senapass. If you've listened to part one, if you've listened to David before, I understand it, it, it is a stretch. Yes, it is. He is a mathematician. He is a scientist. He is a Native American elder of the Mi'kmaq people. Um, I vetted his math with Robert Grant because Robert Grant's a brilliant mathematician. He in- broke math in April and made all these new discoveries. Um, I had, I've seen conversations with him and Zuni elder Clifford Mahudi, who also has a 20,000 year history and recently had a Mayan elder on the podcast who will be coming up with another 20,000 year history, also saying the same things about UFOs, about ETs and things like that. To them, it's not like this um, glorified uh, media hype. It's not a hype thing. It's just like, yeah, cows exist. They live over there. Yeah. You know, eagles exist. That's the part of the world they're in. It's not like this glorified, amazing thing. Um, and what what David and, and Clifford are saying is that basically what it's become is this business, and it's all about you know UFO this and that, but very little actual fact and history. And in their history, they have a twenty thousand year oral history, so it is a lot. I understand that, um, but keep an open mind and you know just do your own research. Figure you know just take what you like, disregard what you don't. Um, but we were at Disclosure Fest in Washington recently. We were at the Parliament of World Religions recently, and um, it's been a truly extraordinary process to see that David does actually have balloons in space. You can look at Project Bright Star and and look at them. They're sent in space. One of them went 800,000 feet up. They have a signal, um, and it's, there's a signal hitting Earth. And, and his balloons are reading those. So we want to put another balloon into space. We want to get some of these technologies out. We definitely need some help. He's been doing this for five years in poverty. He was homeless in Maine, not this winter, but uh, not last, I think it was last winter, or the winter before. Um, and it's just chugging forward as the elders asked him to do. He said, share this with the non-natives for the first time ever. So this is what you're getting. I don't know if you guys realize how really special this is. I understand that it is a lot to handle from what we know, um, but look into it, dive a little deeper, do your own research. Um, and if you resonate with the message, please uh, support David in any way you can. Um, the technologies that we want to bring forth are really, really incredible, including the resonator, which apparently a four foot tall one will power your house. Um, these are coming from the ancient copper scrolls. And one of them is, is slightly built. And really what he needs is a bit of time to do the science. Because when we're traveling to Toronto and doing these different things, um, we're just barely getting by with flights and with, um, you know, 
hotels and everything just to get them to speak to share the message with uh, those who'll hear it so this is a very special podcast this is a very special person please uh, take a look at his work and uh, if you want to support the show just support him I do have a Google Drive of some images and some schematics that people can take a look at I've had engineers look at them um, and we have a couple little bit of support from an engineer or two so those who suspend a little bit of disbelief they start to look at it they're like holy shit how did you get those balloons in space well what is going on in the biodome and you can see it online it's physically there um, and there was other things built too um, something called a sun house that creates these massive vegetables and people didn't believe them in Maine really and then all of a sudden the sun house went out and it worked and they're like oh my god like this guy's not kidding this actually works um, because it's some far out there stuff which is reasonable it's pretty crazy so anyway um if you want to support the show, share the message. Please share these episodes of David. Share any of them. Leave a review on iTunes. That really helps. Support on Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who's chipped a buck in the bucket on Patreon. Just go Patreon forward slash Matt Belair. Every penny helps. Trust me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Best thing you can do is one act of kindness today. Let's make kindness go viral together. And all you need to do that is just take the kindness challenge. Three kind acts a day. For a week, go out of your way to do it. Let people know on Facebook that you're doing it. Tag three friends. Tag me. Don't tell them every individual actor doing that that ruins it but let them know you're taking the kindness challenge what it is and inspire your community to do it because if this podcast is on point spiritually or helpful or does the job it should affect the community it should affect your life and we need to take action that to me is spiritual mastery for sure it's three kind acts a day no matter what you believe what you think how much you meditated if you're vegan if you're not vegan if you do prayer if you don't do prayer three kind acts a day going out of your way to do it not telling anybody um, that's spiritual mastery the idea of not telling anybody is like bragging about it you don't want to do that you could share an example if you wish but you know it's about bragging oh i did this and i'm so kind i'm so kind that that's not really the idea it's to give to give and uh, you know if we could do one thing for the planet and the whole planet just three does three kind acts a day for a week imagine how quick if everybody on the planet did that then we would have a culture where people support each other and they're not looking to get anything in return and that is apparently where david comes from that's his culture that's um what what they had in atlantis apparently so it's pretty mind-blowing stuff, but it makes perfect sense. we got to go from competition to collaboration. So anyways, um, thank you so much. If you guys are interested in coaching, go forward slash coaching. Um, sign up for the email list at mattbelair.com forward slash lucid dreaming. We'll get you a free lucid dreaming ebook and guided meditation. I'm doing more heart journeys and one-on-one coaching. Um, so whatever you want help with, I'm sure I can support that. Just make an inquiry on the coaching form, and I'm happy to help you out. Um, and I think that's it. Check out Zen Athlete if you haven't yet. And check out David's uh, work, Lone Bear's Arts. Check out the playlist. There's some stuff coming from Disclosure Fest and the Parliament of World Religions I'm going to release. So it's it's fascinating. And I love and appreciate you. So let's just get into this. So wherever you are in the world, just stop whatever you're doing. Taking in a deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just connecting to the divine life force energy of breath, of life. Just feeling connected to yourself and your environment and let that breath out slowly with all the limitations, all the anxieties, all the criticisms, all the stresses. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just feeling whole, complete, worthy, valuable, confident. Letting that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking in one more deep breath in through your nose. Amplifying those feelings of confidence, of worth, of value, of enthusiasm, recognizing that you are a divine, multidimensional creator, that you do influence your reality and can create your reality. It will just take your effort and you have spirit on your side, life encouraging you, wanting you to move forward, wanting to help you. 
So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's get into part two with Native American elder David Lombert Senapas. Remember, it's a program. So the program is very smart, it's smarter than us. That when we get on the right track, we're thrown off. You know, we don't. We have to stay in assimilation. But there's ways out. Um, I guess sitting down with some ancient elders, they knew a lot more than I do, did. And I know they knew a lot more than I did because they didn't ask questions. They didn't ask questions to you. They would rather be silent in the room to say who they are, just to be in your presence. Not to sit that smart there. So with the equation they gave me, they gave me a short equation. And what that equation is, it's talking about light. How fast does light travel? Why can't we go over faster than light? And I thought about it, we can go over faster than light. But we stuck in formula to prove it. Um, just like um, uh, people are not meant to fly. Uh, you've heard all this before, fly. So we flew. You, know, you couldn't fly over this height. People did it. You can't fly faster than sound. They did that. And it's all things like right now, that the conjective and two or three programs that's out there, it, it plays on where you are. Uh, or how we are, or, you know, but humans made, oh, we think humans made that up, um, but it's a, it's a program that programs streetlights, it programs your car, programs your cell phone, it programs um, what you eat, and we don't think of that. We, we, we accept it in this day and age that, oh, I'm, I'm being programmed. And try going to the bathroom without a flush. You can go outside, try to eat without going to the grocery store. Uh, uh, health food used to be healthy for you right now, but you look on the ingredients, it's just going back to the beginning again. It's like health foods are turning into another food group, you know? Um, so it's all being programmed by someone. Uh, mostly some of the hierarchies are doing that. But is it is this assimilation? We're in this assimilation one right after, built, program built on program, built on program, built on program, and you're trying to get out of that. You know, um, like the the numbers, um, one, two, three, four, five. Six. So you do your math with these numbers. Um, you can pretty well figure out any combination of the numbers out there. And there's a limited amount of finite of numbers that you can do. Because our human um, psyche can't go beyond that. We can do it on papers and computers, but if we're in the simulation, who's running your computer? We keep on thinking when we press that K, it's a K, but think of what the K is. Um, you know, and they, they range these uh, keyboards in such a way that you can't ask, ask the right question with your keyboard or with the language that you have now. But it's keeping, it's like Donkey Kong. Get to a certain level, goes back. Get to a certain level, but goes back. And we're looking for spiritual evolution. Uh, we think we find it. Uh, uh, I believe meditation is part of it, but it's not all of it. Um, it's like a, a computer meditating. Uh, it does. It's, it's, it's um, shut down on your thing. That's the meditation. But it's still on. That's the meditation. But we can't see the grand program because we don't know what that is. We know what we think it is, 
but uh, I, I know that I look online or read different things out there, and the Native American, I guess, if that's true, black, all the different cultures, our assimilations, we're going to have to kind of work together to get out of here. Not just one individual, not just uh, certain individuals. We have to work all together. And I think that programmer, and then I'm going to say this right out loud, and I didn't want to say it, wants us to get out. Because the information that we are receiving outside of a stimuli, uh, we, we have an actual, um, I would say, signal coming in that doesn't make sense to me. I can figure out offs and ons from it, but I can't figure out the whole thing. Uh, it's going to take the world to do it. It's going to take people from China. It's going to take people from Israel. It's going to take people from all around the world to decode this. I can only decode some of it. And we just, I think I read that message or somebody read that message there a couple of weeks ago in one of the teas. It's more than what you think. It's not light and beauty and all this different thing. The message is a pretty simple message, but it's layered. It's layered upon each other and upon each other and upon each other. And I can decipher some of it. And I think that the information is so crucial to our work on this earth. It, it may not make sense, but in your your program, because you have you have a program, I have a program. Call it DNA, uh, and that DNA could be a program inside of a program inside of a program inside of a program to be able to make the simulation um, alive. So that's kind of my words on that. As I'm mute, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what do I even do with that? And I remember having uh, Gerald Clark on. He came on again recently, a couple of podcasts back, and he was, he was more upbeat. I think he's the one you're talking about with the gravity. Oh, I was going to yeah. ask you about gravity. Um, he's also an electrical engineer, um, really brilliant guy. But the first time we, we had a conversation, he made me feel despair. <laughs> it's like, what do I even do with that? Like, how do I, what, what am I doing? What's the, what am I, why am I existing here? I'm in a simulation, in a simulation. You know, when you look at the virtual reality theory um, and you see it, well, most people probably write it off, but if you look at the physics of it, um, which I'm not a physicist, but I know smart physicists, um, they're like, no, this is, they can explain it to you in a way like Tom Campbell does, where you're like, this is where the science is going. Regardless of if you believe the science, like, okay, if you are in a simulation, how, do you, how does it come back to the spiritual principles of living a good life? Or even like the human experiential, you're in it anyways. So um, does it allow you more freedom or does it allow you like, does it create like a meaninglessness? You know, we have a lot of people, um, you know, youth committing suicide and we have a lot of people who are suffering and they don't feel like they can create their reality and we have war and all this crap going on. And the people who are, let's say, um, aware of that and empathetic to that want to change that and can kind of feel like, what the heck do we even do? Um, so I don't even know if I'm forming a question here because I'm just processing everything you're saying and feeling a little bit of despair. <laughs> like, well, if that's all the case and like how, how, we, how do we get out? Like was this something – and then – and I know I'm supposed to only ask you one tiny question, but I, my brain goes nuts – um, you know, is this something that uh, the Native American culture was always aware of? Like, I know that your history and, and Clifford both have an oral 20,000 year history, 20,000. Jesus was 2000 years ago. 
And apparently he's in your teachings as well, right? You guys were aware of him. Yeah. Yeah. You're aware of Buddha. Yeah. You're aware of times of Egypt. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> the hell? So, so the program, you have to think about the program because you have to kind of have, have a different state of mind. Um, you can't believe what you see on TV. I, I tell people this a lot. You can't believe on, on somebody's the ultimate or something like that because what happens that sets our intellect, our spiritual direction off. Um, is there a God? You know, people ask me that and people argue me right to the window, blue in the face. There's a God and there's a book written and, and I'm not out there for argument. Uh, and I can't deny there's not a God. Uh, I can't, I can't point to him, uh, you know, but I can point towards a point in space that we can't see. It's hard to see. We can't detect anything there. We can put their cameras and nothing, 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 nothing. But nothing is something that we're thinking about it. Do you understand that? Nothing is something if we're thinking about it that makes it something. So, and, and part of the program, a ghost program that I, I told you about, that, that ghost program lies in this program, in, the, in this uh, computer, in the programming. All the programming in the world, there's a ghost program. There's original programmers when they first come out, they put that in there. Uh, they put it in because it makes our computers exist. It makes uh, our technology exist. And some of the explanations of which I've tried to take it apart and find it, um, it it's elusive, it's there, but it's, it's, it's there. So as a Native American, listening to the 20,000 years stories and listen to the rhetoric of the world, they don't match up um, because we keep on thinking uh, prophecy is, you know, there's fire in the sky and everything. That's part of it, but don't you think if a programmer is out there that he wants to throw you off track just a little bit to, to find your own consciousness, to find your own will? Uh, you're going to be looking for that. But it's, I know what, when talking with scientists and philosophers and, and, and um, spiritual people, we're set, stuck on, we're set on our belief. We're set on the way we believe and we, we want to make sure that is real for us. If there is a God, if there's a creator, if there's bunny rabbit or something, we want to have some sort of proof that that exists. I think that's the, uh, some of the situations I've run into out there talking to different individuals. Now, I don't have any very many diplomas on my wall. I don't have any diplomas on my wall, you know. I, but uh, my teachings are from my elders and ancients. They may not say what you say, but they prove what you say most of the time. But we're so caught up in different things. I mean, look, look at the dark ages. Uh, look at all the different things that we're trying to um, find a way in the world. And we start killing each other by the droves. We start having wars. Um, the financial part of uh, spiritualism throws us off a lot, you know, because I, I meet uh, people that are very wise, but they don't, nobody knows them because they can't travel and money throws them off and, and, and you know, we out there for a different reason. You know, we're out to sell books, we're out to do, make ourselves popular, to get more views, all the different things. And that throws us off spiritually because what I was told, and this only comes from me, what I was told 
if you can't offer somebody and them using it immediately, then it's, it's not worth anything. It's just like, I can offer you kindness to you. I can offer compassion. I can't cure you. I, I, I can't do anything, uh, anything else about that. And that's the world, but we got that all freaked up. We have all these conventions and everything else, and healing sessions, and, and we're being thrown off, really. And I know that's hard to hear to some people out there, but what's the truth, you know? If, that, if we want to stop wars in the world, we can meditate all we want, we can chant all we want, we can dance all we want, the wars will be still there if we can't give you something. If we, if something's not out there that, you know, I can give you a rock and tell you all the special these healing properties rock. But that's my opinion. I can't put a measuring device on that and tell you that rock is, is certain, you know. And the gift of kindness, gift of compassion, gift of happiness. But ego rules most of the time. With me too. I have a lot of people telling me, you said, you're wrong, you're this is that, you don't have any degrees and stuff like that. But that's just the way we think. You know, does it bother me? Some of the times. You know, I couldn't even find a can opener the other day. <laughs> it's like, I'm a scientist. I should be able to open that can with some sort of other device. You know, I needed a can <laughs> opener to open that can. And come to, come to find out there's a pull top. <laughs> so it's like uh, that but it's hard to tell people this is and i'm not right believe me i'm not right i'm only right one percent of the time and most of the time i'm wrong you know but but i knew what the my elders told me uh, i knew that when i came here what i was going to be running into uh, but it's hard to see because people look at me and and judge me from who I am, not what I am, and where that information comes from. You know, said uh, prove you're an elder. Well, I guess my back hurts, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm an elder or anything special. Just, uh, I work on things just like everybody else. I'm just trying to come up with a solution, a little bit better way. Uh, maybe I can make a better can opener. That'd be good. Now, somebody automated a better can opener. They got those. Pull tops now, so. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> I don't know if any of that was helpful. My brain, I, I, I said when we were hanging out too in, in Maine all the time, I was like, every time I, I talk to you and I go home, it's like I feel um, a little bit of despair, a lot of confusion, um, some some hope. And then just generally, I just want to lie down on the grass because I'm like, my head is like, I don't even know what to do with this. Um, but you said a lot of things that I kind of want to like touch on, um, you know, just to get your perspective. Um, so, you know, we're doing, um, we're going to go down to Guatemala. Now, I don't know, you're invited. So maybe you'll come to the, um, to, to Cal. I think it's called to Cal and the pyramids there. And I heard um, in doing this festival, the Mayan Heart Festival, that um, there was a war. Maybe you know about this in the 80s or 90s. Yeah. And they killed two, was it 200,000 indigenous people? Yep. 200,000 genocide in the, in the 90s because they wanted to do ritual there. Yeah. They've always done. And so part of this is to go there and um, have a global synchronized prayer. You know, I'm working closely with Unify right now. Um, to, they do global synchronized meditations. They created World Speed Day, uh, uh, 
World Spirit Day, um, and they they're bringing people together. And then recently, this year's Wage Peace Through Action, which I love because it syncs up with your teachings. You know, you got to actually do something um, to get something. That's how you you know do it. So um, part of this is going to be a prayer for global sovereignty, like a, a declaration of peace and sovereignty. Um, so spoken, and then a synchronized meditation. Um, but I guess where I don't know if I'm going to form a question, but um, I guess the question is like, how do we evolve our consciousness? If, if all this is throwing us off, how do, what is the right track? How do we get on the right track? Um, and yeah, I'll leave that, but I just was also going to throw out there. I've been reading mad bear just for, for the listeners. It's not to be directed <laughs> for you, but I, Bruce gave me the book mad bear, which is about a native American medicine man. And you know, he says similar stuff to what you're saying. And I'm in the book there where they talk about, you know, all these things about star travelers. Uh, Clifford Mahoney said the same thing. So this history is super old, um, but it also links up to apparently um, technologies and teachings where spirituality and technology were one. And you've also said before that kindness, compassion, and happiness used to be one thing. So, and also for the viewers to keep in mind, you've only been sharing this stuff for the last five years because you were asked to come and share this. Otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So everybody out there listening can be like, that guy's wrong. What does he know? It's just like, well, I was asked to come here to say this. It's like me going to Japan and trying to explain <laughs> to them like hockey. I'm like, we don't even care about <laughs> hockey or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's the best sport of all time, but I, I don't know. That's, that's all jargon. You can speak on any of that if you, if you want. Um, do you well, want I, I guess it goes down to if there was a civilization out there and, and the humans put out a SOS, you know, save our spirit, um, who do we deliver it to? You know, we don't think about mowing lawns, but when our lawn grows big, you know, the grass grows up, and, you know, we take that problem on. Some people enjoy mowing lawns. We go and get a machine, uh, go talk to somebody that knows about these machines of cutting grass and the most efficient and things like that. And you can go into, oh my goodness, you can speak forever on cutting grass and how it should be cut and how it should be stored, how many bits of grass. Because I've been in these conversations with people. But... <clears throat> Do you talk about world peace uh, when you are cutting grass? Uh, uh, or do you put a radio on your head and listen to baseball game or listen to music? It's kind of where we're going with this right now. You put an SOS out uh, 80 some odd years ago. People don't talk to each other. The spiritual groups don't talk to each other very much. Um, uh, they try to be in synchronicity with all the different things going on and love and, and, and all the different things that's out there. So that's not synchronicity. That's just wanting to do something. But if you had, they sent someone, that, that they sent someone, who do we go to? Who do we see? And that's kind of what we're doing. It's like, we're looking, you know. Uh, you know, I can write a book right now and sell a million of them uh, because this is what people listen to but I'm not into book writing or selling. But as that I was sent here, yes, I, I came kicking and screaming. I didn't want to be here. And, and in a sense, I still don't want to be here uh, because when you get into 
things like that, people don't listen. Uh, people accuse, people uh, tear you apart. And I'm, I'm, but my, my time here, again, is limited. I'm not going to be here forever. You know, I don't want to be a spiritual martyr. I just, oh, he was great, and oh, yeah, and he did this, did that. I, I don't even know that. It's just the information that we are carrying. That information be, should be dispersed on your earth. It should be dispersed into different communities, not one community, into different communities. And there's a lot more to meet the eyes here, Matt. Uh, if you've met me, I invite you into my house for a reason. There's information here that's way beyond the programmer's comprehension. Uh, I've been collecting this information for 40 some odd years. Uh, I started off with, uh, <laughs> I just uh, thinking about this afternoon, Estes rockets, model rockets. And I used to uh, put a transmitter with a, a transmitter reversal so that I get, can transmit signals back. And that was good for 2,000 feet. And I used to go to mountaintops. I, I had this old old U-Haul that I bought and I had my electronics and antennas. And I used to go around uh, Canada and parts of the United States and put this on mountains and put my antenna array up and listening for the response, listening to those echoes uh, that we are coming. Now, where's that signal? But the signal that we, we're looking for, it's, it's a translated message, but it's layered upon, upon layered, upon layered, upon layer. And if you understand what that means, the information that you look into on this thing is layers, because I can see you, you can see me. That takes a lot of technology to do. The signals that's coming in, it's a million years more than this machine that we are here, the technology. Um, I've been very soft-spoken about this and trying to, to see if there's life here, you know, if there's life that we care about each other, or we're not killing each other by the droves. You know, why does a person pull the trigger? Why does a person use a knife on a person? Why? Now, this is all bad stuff. This is not all the stuff is going on. This is the bad stuff that we do. You know, I talk about the hungry and the homeless, but there's a lot more out there. There's genocide against spirit. And just because Muslims, because of your income, of the gold and silver and all the wealth on the world that people want to have. I remember being in the spirit world, I didn't see any gold and silver there. So you can't take it with you. Uh, maybe we should own this planet. Maybe we should own land, you know. Maybe we should do something in that area. But when I was in the spirit world, none of that was there. The language, what we talk, and the songs that we sing, some of it's close, but language not even close to spiritual language. Not any of it. Not the books is written, not the poetry or any of the books out there. Nothing is even close. But how do you tell the world that? We're going down a rabbit hole, that, a rabbit that has teeth. So you have to be very careful of that one. So when, when you do something like that, it's like, all right, we, we want love and peace, okay? Do you have peace? Do you have contentment in your world? And how do you share that contentment? You know, you can, we can say a lot of different things, but it kind of breaks down having a cup of tea with somebody. 
sitting with somebody and listening for once in your life and not worry about that bank account, you know, because you, if, if you are truly in spirit, the money is not going to matter very much because in my world where I come from, there is no money. That's the hard part, you know, it's like, oh, but I have to live, I have to pay rent, and you know, the, you know there's, a, there's a trade-off. Yes, that will come, the, the, the financial end will come, but don't depend on it. It's, 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 I know it's a hard world out there, but we make it harder. When you get 398 years old, you're not gonna think about that day, you know. I try to think about my birthdays. I can't remember one of them. Only with my dad. It's like that. But it's like the message is right in front of you. People are not seeing that. How's that? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh God. Um. Well, I guess I would ask. Uh, you know, what are the things, if we're going down the rabbit holes, there's a lot of like, uh, I, you know, when you're talking about the rabbit holes, distraction. And uh, one of the things that you, you taught me, it's been interesting um, I, when I spoke in Sedona. So I got to see you speak with Clifford in Sedona. I helped put that event together with some great people. But watching you and or listening and watching you and Clifford talk behind the scenes is like Star Trek meets Star Wars mixed <laughs> with, I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> like, oh crap. And uh, it was wonderful. And, and also, you know, humbling where, you know, Clifford shared, he's this guy, you know, you can see Clifford, he's been on Gaia TV and he's been on all these big radio programs. And he's like, I haven't shared a fraction of what I know. Um, I got, I, I knew about some of the ceremonies that you guys did, like the sun ceremony and, and some of the other things that are just like, everything is mind blowing. So when you're talking about things like this, it's like, okay, I don't want, I know that life is challenging and that I look out and I see suffering and it hurts and I want to do something positive to affect other people's lives. And from looking at what I've studied in, in my view, it seems like there's a lot of suppression, a lot of things keeping me distracted, keeping me, um, my energy down. So we look at people are trying to do human optimization and how do we become spiritual? How do we take care of our bodies? Um, and for some people looking about how do we have peace on the planet? How do we improve the lives of others? So I do think that there is good here. Um, but there is an immense amount of distraction. And one of the things that you helped, you know, I, I said that I used to think that I was a kind person and I was, and I used to think that as a compassionate person and I was, but since going through some of these teachings, you go say wild out there stuff, but always it's a lot about do three kind acts a day. And that's why I always talk about that at the beginning and the end of the podcast, um, as much as I can, because that actual action. I know that I've done more good in the last six months since, you know, learning and, and diving deeper into this stuff of positively affecting where I can. Um, and I know that the people that have taken that challenge actually had some weird and interesting experiences in the simulation. I call them universal winks where it's just like, <laughs> boop. And you're like, Oh, whoa, like this is kind of the right track. So maybe you can offer 
because when I listen to you, like sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I don't know if I should read a book. I don't know if I should sit on the grass. I don't know if I should go do pushups, but I want to do something <laughs> that <laughs> help me, helps put me on the right track. I don't want to go down the rabbit holes that, that are leading nothing and people are just taking my money. They don't have any wisdom. What, what can a person do listening to this to create their own connection with themselves, to help support themselves and the community and peace and all that kind of stuff? I guess I can, I can uh, relate to a story, I guess. Um, this, some elders that came down from Alberta, uh, Labrador, uh, there's a couple of people from China that came and seen me. And they, there was a three-day weekend. So everybody was there with the medicine bags and tobacco and pipes and feathers and everything like that. But we was in an arbor. And this arbor protected us from the wind a little bit, but in the middle of that arbor, there's a a fireplace, and of course, there's a sacred fireplace, sacred rocks, things like that. So they come to see me, and I was just a, a younger at the time. So they have thousands of questions, and the questions is usually a question that they're going to tell me how great they are. Most people do that. It's like, okay, uh, I'm a wisdom keeper, but I want to tell you I'm greater than a wisdom keeper. So they started to do that. While they were doing that, um, talking, I cleaned the fireplace um, that had coals in it and other fires and took that and, and put that in a certain place. And it took me two hours, I guess, to clean that. And we had a lunch break. And then in those two hours, that I cut wood. And it needed to be a certain size. It couldn't be too big. So I spent two, two or three hours just cutting wood and hauling that back to the fireplace. But all this time, even the people they brought with them uh, sat there and listened. But nobody did anything. Um, so I helped mom prepare some of the food. I helped dad get a couple of things done. I made sure that I... I passed out food, I cooked a little bit, uh, I started the fire, kept the fire going, uh, so they, they can talk. But not one of them offered to help. And I thought about that a lot, is that, and I could, to this very day, I couldn't tell you what they said. I, I didn't know what they said. Um, so they didn't leave anything with me, but I was listening at the same time. We like that sometimes. We, we're, we, we are, Wisdom keepers, wisdom keeper doesn't exactly mean speaking. Wisdom keeper is a keeper of the land, keeper of, uh, of the mountain, keeper of that, uh, or keeper of uh, keeping people warm and make sure they're fed, things like that, and not ask for anything in return. We have to put our ego to the side most of the time, most of the time in a copper box and close it and listen to those people. I don't consider myself wiser than anybody else, but I'm going to do something, you know, I'm going to, you know, something, I don't know what it is. If it's give a dollar away, it is to sit with somebody, you know, it is, it is to, you know, I can't give you any ceremony. I can't give you that, but I can show you what kindness is. I can show you what compassion is. And that's the only thing I can offer to the world. Um, some of the technologies, but I must well give you a Briggs and Stratton engine. 
runs on gasoline and, and, and it has a good, you can do something with it. I think that sometimes out there that we have the best intentions in the world to be able to have a set of vibration, but it's gonna take some work on you know, those people dying, 200,000 people, because it's what they believed. See, somebody did something, but they did it, they killed somebody to do it. The same what we're doing here. I, I, I see this a lot, you know. I, I was uh, back home lately in the last couple of weeks, I went to, to do teaching sessions in my reserve. People showed up, people's eyes lit up because we have to do something. We have to be able to share this. And it, it, if, if these teachings are real, we have to take these and share them with the world. And it's not about ceremony, it's about passing on being able to sit quietly and letting spirit talk sometimes, or chopping wood, or washing dishes. You've done that when you were here. Uh, I noticed that, you know, like, okay, you know, he, he cooks and cleans up after yourself. That's great. But you left your stockings here. <laughs> so, so I think that's part of it. You know, I tell people to come hear me speak. You know, this give you part of the, what I talk about, but come and hear what that vibration is. Come hear what spirit's saying. You know, come, come and find me, you know, it's worth it. Come and find me. Um, that's what I tell people to do. And that's what I did with the elders and the ancients. I went and found them. They didn't come to me. They came to me first, but after, and I went and find those other people that were awakening on the planet. And I, I didn't go with a bunch of money. People didn't leave me a bunch of money. Found myself hitchhiking quite a lot, but it was worth it. <laughs> oh man, I don't. Well, thanks for sharing that. It's you always. This is a, you did a Mr. Miyagi answer. That's what you do to me. You do Mr. Miyagi answers to stories. I, I get the idea, and one of the big things that you talk about is actually doing something, and it reminds me of um, just having Tom Campbell on again. Simulation theory, virtual reality. And uh, one of the things he closed with was saying, like, you don't need to be perfect, just do something. And I remember one day sitting um, at, the, at the kitchen table in your house, and I was firing off questions as I do. Okay, what's the most efficient way to, you know, be an amazing snowboarder and, and save the world and, and do the podcast thing and, you know, create energies and all this stuff. And I'm just yammering off and you're writing something down. And then you just like, here's the secret to the universe. And you just slid it back to me and said, do something. And so that kind of ties in with like what Tom was saying. It's just like, don't be afraid. You're, you're in this, you're in this place, do something. You're going to get feedback and you're going to learn, you know, and that's, we're going to have experience. And I think that when you move in that direction, it does help. Um, I want to be cognizant of your time. I want to ask you a thousand other questions. One of the podcasts I had um, before was with Gerald Clark talking about Baba G possibly be in an ET because he materializes reality for uh, Sri Yukitswar. And maybe that was just technology. Who knows? Um, but I'm curious what you think about that. Um, but I want to honor what you're doing and keep it focused. So you can touch on that if you want to, but we're going to be going to Toronto to speak at the parliament of world religions um, to you can feel free to elaborate on anything, but I'm just wondering for all the religious people out there, for all the spiritual people out there, for all the leaders of the world, you know, we're looking at this parliament of world religions. Is there any message that you'd want to share to those people either seeking God or that are in the religious 
world? Like what would be the, your message for them? I guess I don't, I don't speak like everybody else does. Um, because I've been working on the message and praying and, and to make sure my words are good, that I would be speaking through spirit there. I think you should come. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, whatever we're doing here, I don't care. Uh, the, the, the words that spirit has put together, it's incredible. What would I be talking about? Come and listen. I just need 15 minutes of your time. Come and listen to what I have to say and what spirit uh, has the message for you. You know, I tell people, come as you are. I don't care who you are. Come as you are. Come and, come and listen. Uh, because I speak in vibrations when I'm in front of people because I know what I'm talking about, but spirit always has a surprise or something. And it's nothing you're ever going to hear out there. This is nothing going to – and if you're listening, start making plans now, drive or anything else, that come and meet us. I would like to meet you. Yeah, if I can. And it's important because it's, it is the awakening. There is no accidents in the world. Everything is, is, is there. There's a reason. And if you, if you have something else you're doing, cancel it. Come. Come and listen. That's what I tell people. It's, it's worth it. Believe me. And this is uh, in Toronto, November 1st to 7th. Do you know the schedule yet? Will you be speaking every day or once? Or how's that working? I, I don't know the schedule. Um, I know that they're putting me in a vehicle and we're driving 10 hours to get there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be with you. Great. I'll be good to see you again. Yeah, so I'll be there. So um, you, people can reach out to me if they're curious and we can kind of organize where you'll be speaking because we'll figure it out as we go along. Um, okay. Well, is there, is there anything else that you want to share or talk about before we close it up? I feel good. You, but you also know I'll ask you a thousand more questions if you let me. <laughs> yeah. I think I tell people to do this a lot. And anytime you leave me, you're going to have an assignment is to go online or to write a letter. Best to write a letter to somebody that you haven't spoke to in years. It doesn't have to be anything just to say hello. Hi, this is who I am, and you remember me. Or send a letter to your mom and dad uh, and just saying hi, that's all. And you, that will change your life. That will change their life. If you're listening to this, do that. You know, you know we want to change the world. Do something. Write that letter. Get online or something. Or text somebody that haven't texted in a long time. Or go out and... Uh, give a dollar away uh, to somebody out there that has a sign. Go find out his name. Find out the waitress's name that's waiting on you. Uh, uh, the, the people that's at the store, you will purchase something. Find out their name, who they are. You wouldn't believe who some of these people are. So that is my words tonight. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And I'll just add on the, the, the assignments you give. Um, a lot of them, again, are, are for people listening, it's like as a Westerner trying to, trying to figure out what you're suggesting to me and, and do what you suggest and then doing it and then figuring out how to explain that to other people is like a very challenging process um, of like why the heck I'm doing these things or, or whatever weird thing you've got me up to, um, which is usually not so, so weird. Um, but you know, when you, when you do something like, uh, like just give a dollar away and ask somebody's name. Um, it's so simple, but sometimes we're missing the point. Or when you um, get your waitress's name and you say hello, 
it's funny because we're having to be retaught how to be human or, or how to evolve. Maybe, I don't know. It's just like, we're very primitive and we're afraid and we're not talking to each other. So these little tiny things will have more of an effect than you think. And it's also kind of like the wax on wax off thing. Even though you do it, you don't understand why you're doing it. Just do it. And then after a while, it'll make sense about why you're doing it. So give the experiment. And the one thing that I've been talking about on the podcast a lot at the beginning and end of shows is I've just tried to make a kindness challenge I'm making it, I'm making it modern and sexy for you. <laughs> is that you got to make it into a challenge so people will get excited. But you know, I basically say do th- what you taught me was to do three acts of kindness a day, go out of your way to do it and don't tell anybody. And every time I run now, there's always, I'm picking up too much garbage because in, I'm in Vancouver. There's way too much garbage here. It's upsetting. Um, <laughs> but I'm always home and I've picked up garbage and there'll be one last piece and I'll run by it. And then I just hear you go out of your way. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so I have to turn around and go get the friggin' garbage and put it in the, put it in the thing. But it's a process and it's a simple thing. But if we, if, if culturally we could start to change the principles of how we're acting within ourselves and then it spreads into our community um, and then into our cities and then in all the cultures, they're very simple things, but they're applicable and they're more powerful than people give them credit for. Um, so, you know, I invite people to consider taking that challenge and just seeing what happens. I'm um, seeing if your world changes at all um, because you're actually doing something in the environment. You're going to get feedback and you're going to have an experience. So. I just wanted to add that into say I agree and it worked for me. Um, well, I was in the store the other day and it's funny that we, we don't interact with people anymore. So I tried an experiment. I said, okay, I'm gonna try an experiment. So everybody's pretty well standing there. So I reached in my back pocket and pulled out my wallet and I looked at my wallet like I was on Facebook or something and I was doing that and everybody around me took their phones out and started looking at it like, wow. We are paying attention subconsciously, so. Huh. <laughs> That's, I like it. Yeah. And then I also, yeah, and, and sometimes you'll do magic, which is interesting, but it's funny because, yeah, people just aren't interacting, you know? We're not being human. We're not getting people's names. We're, we're, we're really tuning out. It's about tuning back in. Um, I appreciate you. Is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with before we close? I think I'm good this evening. Thank you, Matthew. Cool. Well, uh, I appreciate you as always and what you're teaching and being here. Um, some of the stuff you're working on is exciting. We do need help if people want to help with some of the technologies, um, the mirror. We have some other stuff we're working on. Um, having a small amount of resources will help immensely. <laughs> um, but we're, we're moving and, I, and I'm really excited about uh, some of the things we're going to be able to share soon. So um, just thank you for your commitment to helping and, and everything that you're doing. And I look forward to Uh, being in Toronto with you and hopefully we'll see some of the listeners out there. You be well. Yep. See you later. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that. I know that that is definitely a brain buster. If you went three parts, Tom Campbell, two parts, David Lombear, Senapass. Oh my God. I don't know where you are right now, but, but, as our minds go in the sky and we're like, holy crap, uh, multidimensional this, simulation, uh, whatever we're looking at, we can get grounded with three kind acts. It's so simple. That's something that I learned from David and it did change my life in a, in a very profound and real and grounded way. It doesn't matter what we believe. It, 
think to the stars, think UFOs, think ETs, think simulation theory, think about activating your pineal gland, think about um, creating your most ideal life, think about all these things. But the three kind acts is spiritual mastery today as you grow, because we're never going to be, we're never going to figure it out, I don't think. Maybe some people did, I don't know. But I think the point is to live in the mystery. I've met old people that have done like uh, Buddhism, they're like 70 and they're like the highest level Buddhists that I've met. And they're still in the, they're still in the mystery. They just have more of a peace with the mystery. That's really what it is. It's more about making peace with the mystery than knowing the whole mystery because you can't know. Um, and there are states of meditation and experiences that may happen in your life. They've happened to me a couple times and other people I know where you have a, a, an experience of a consciousness that it's so far beyond you. There's no way you could ever know it. It's like trying to solve a Rubik's cube with a hundred trillion sides. You know what I mean? Um, that spins and, you know, it's just not possible. You're like, oh my God. But, you know, if somebody solves a Rubik's Cube, they might be like, oh, that's possible. Um, but it's just like, it's it's just so beyond mind. And so that's what, you know, part of being here has got to, we got to surrender to. So uh, David Lone Bear, you know, he spent, I met his mother, uh, his family's in the Abbey Museum in uh, Maine. I forget the city, uh, Bar Harbor. And so, you know, it, it's out there stuff, but it just kind of confirms one kind of thing at a time. So uh, check out his work. We need some support building the biodome. Need some support with the resonator. A four foot one apparently will be able to do your house. Uh, these are schematics from the ancient copper scrolls. And he just needs a little bit of time and resources. The challenge that we face is we can't get the things we need. And uh, with the travels of going around and speaking and going to Toronto, Parliament of World Religions, Disclosure Fest, things like that, uh, we're just on a shoestring budget. It's barely getting there. Uh, my credit car gets used every time we travel rent to cars things like that you know it's pretty brutal um he was even homeless two winters ago in maine which is which is ridiculous but um i I think it's i think it's for real so i would invite you to just take a look at it i have some schematics i can send you a couple engineers took a look um but if it is real and he's being honest then there are massive implications it is definitely a game changer if it is for real so i'm gonna keep going down that rabbit hole until i get a sign that says nope this is baloney but if robert grant didn't uh uh, sniff baloney if these couple engineers that I've sent if uh, all the people I've showed it haven't haven't found you know said it's baloney yet then uh, I'm gonna keep going until I figure that out so hopefully it's legit but I realize it is a bit mind-blowing um, so check out the stuff on YouTube there's a lot there the magic mirrors hopefully will be coming out soon and um, we could we appreciate any support, uh, web tech help. Thank you so much to all of you who have supported, shared a podcast, left a review, chipped in on Patreon, talked about the podcast, um, have done a kind act. That's the, my biggest gratitude for that. Um, for those of you guys who want some coaching, um, you know, I'm doing 90 minute sessions and also one-on-ones, a little bit more than I usually do. Also some heart journey. So if you're looking to level up, if you have any blocks, if you need some clarity, uh, if you want to learn anything on consciousness, spirituality, peak performance, um, you know, I can definitely most likely give you a huge boost a lot of the people coming through just on one session are really getting profound results because i've studied this for a long time and it's really just helping you do the process it's like if you're out of shape and you go see a personal trainer you're going to be sore the next day so um you get spiritual workout and and really refined in your own vision by doing the processes that i've done for myself and for thousands of people um 
maybe not thousands. I'll probably, no, yeah, maybe. Um, hundreds for sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they work, and um, you just got to do the work. So anyway, let's uh, wrap this up. I love and I appreciate you. And um, if you want to check out David's work, go to LoneBearsArts.com. Check out uh, f- my YouTube channel. I made a David Lone Bear playlist. If you want some of the schematics, um, some of the stuff I don't share always online, um, let me know. And, uh, and we'll send it out that way. So thank you so much for listening. I love and appreciate you. So let's wrap this up wherever you are in the world. Just taking a deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath, getting present with your body, present with breath, feeling confident and peaceful. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking in another deep breath in through the nose. And as you do, just making the firm resolve and commitment to be kind and compassionate to yourself, to treat yourself like somebody you loved, to be so kind to yourself. And just feeling that. Make that commitment now and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Letting go all limiting beliefs. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just remembering that you are a multidimensional divine creator, that your consciousness and your life is eternal. Your body will perish, but your consciousness and you will definitely live on. So make the most of your life experience. Be courageous. Be bold. And know that you're connected. You are supported from the other side. You are every bit as worthy and valuable and worthy as anyone else here and we all have that right we all have that connection we we are all in this together so thank you so much for listening to this episode go out there and do one kind act today if not take the kindness challenge get your friends to take it tag people in it let's make kindness go viral together all my love and appreciation see you in the next episode